This is Feed, Play, Love, a podcast especially for the parents and carers of small children. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. Over the years, I've spoken to some really interesting people about parenting, and this next interview is one from our collection. I hope you enjoy it. Discipline. It might be something you are totally across. You might have some very firm ideas on how to enforce it, on when to apply it. But if you're like me, the everyday chaos and experience of parenting a child, particularly when you're sharing that responsibility with another adult, can make discipline challenging. Julie Green is the Executive Director of the Raising Children Network, a government-funded website packed full of well-researched and informative articles for parents and carers. Hi, Julie. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Very well. What age is it appropriate to start thinking about discipline for kids? Uh, The toddler years are a very good time to start um, because discipline is, you know, really on top, one of the top um, things on parents' mind. It's one of our busiest parts of the website on raisingchildren.net.au. Um, because I think, um, you know, that's a, a time when young children are really experimenting with different behaviours, but their brains are still very young and they may not understand the connection between, say, behaviour and consequences. So that is an important time to start um, yeah, introducing um, some boundaries and discipline. And it's a funny word, discipline, especially in the age we're living in, where people have so many different interpretations of what it actually means. How would you define discipline? I think um, that the way we think about discipline is um, knowing what's appropriate and what's not. So what's okay and what's not. And differentiating between, um, you know, what's acceptable behaviour and what's unacceptable behaviour. And is there a language around how you approach that? Because um, we know that hitting children is not the way to discipline kids, but plenty of adults who are parenting now would have been hit as children. Can we start with that point by explaining why it's not appropriate? I mean, everyone kind of accepts it now, but why does hitting children not work? This is a really important point. Smacking isn't good for children. You're absolutely right. And it doesn't teach them how to behave um, or how to control their behaviour. And it also sends a message that smacking is okay, which it isn't. Uh, It might injure a child and it may even contribute to longer term harms of children. So um, it's really important to try other ways of introducing discipline to a family. And there are lots and lots of other things that parents can do. And that part about often we parent as we were parented, I think that some people are probably very used to having very strict discipline when they were young. So um, perhaps, you know, if it wasn't hitting, it might have been putting them in the bathroom or um, not if they don't eat their dinner they go to bed without dinner and I feel as a parent that there is possibly some conflict or um, some confusion for parents today knowing we need to show our children the consequences of their behavior but when is it where are we being too soft 
Well, we know a lot more today about children's behaviour and parenting than we did 30 years ago, which is fantastic. Um, So it's important for families to introduce and make up family rules about what's okay and what's not okay and where the limits are and where parents, um, what parents expect from their children in terms of behaviour. I mean, a mantra that can be helpful is being firm but fair. Uh, And we know, you know, what a radar uh, for fairness that children have. So um, so there might be some things that um, we take from our own childhood, which might be good or bad. And, um, you know, learning how to parent children is something that we do on the job. um, And we may not have all the answers. But um, what, um, you know, what can help is using time out is okay, using negative consequences so that children do see that if they do something that's over, you know, be over line, that there will be consequences for that. So time out might be perfectly, uh, it's a goodie to use. It might be, you know, reducing screen time or or something like that. Um, But the other important thing Uh, you know, we're talking about sort of negative consequences. A really nice uh, and important part of introducing discipline is to use positive behaviours and um, for that to be part of um, of raising a family and praising children for when you see them behave really well, for when they speak in a lovely way to their little sister or little brother or where they do something kind for someone in the family. You're listening to Kindle in Conversation and we're speaking with Julie Green, who's the Executive Director of Raising Children Network, about the thorny issue sometimes of discipline. I know that it's something that as a parent I've struggled with, along with my husband, about where we set the boundaries and how we go about um, applying discipline. What about uh, when it comes to behaviour and if a child is hurting feelings? Is it ever appropriate for a parent to say to a child, uh, and I am definitely guilty of this, if my daughter yells at me, I will say to her, now Darcy, I don't yell at you, do I? Do I ever yell at you? No, I don't yell at you. And I don't like it when you yell at me. Can you not yell at me? Um, I don't know if I'm pitching that too high. She's only four. Uh, no, not at all. I mean, that's um, that that's a really important thing to bring to the attention of a child, and they do understand that, and they do take their cues from parents. So, um, modelling that sort of behaviour about not yelling is really, really powerful. But you, you know, we often have to say these things more than once, and and stick to. The- I'm definitely saying that more than once. <laughs> I also say. Mummy doesn't hit daddy, does she? Daddy doesn't hit mummy. Mummy doesn't hit you. Mummy doesn't hit hello. So maybe you shouldn't hit your brother or me or your dad. Well, the other piece to something like that is to share with a child how it makes you feel. It hurts my feelings. I feel sad when you do that. And even for a young child of, you know, four years of age, that is something that they do understand. Yeah, and pretending that you're crying. I have tried that occasionally. (laughs) Sometimes they're real. Um, Look, if we could, maybe if I could throw a few concrete examples at you that might um, help tease it out a bit. So um, how would you recommend we could approach something like 
say, a three-year-old that won't eat. They just refuse to eat dinner. That may not at all require um, discipline or punishment. I mean, you know, we know that all children are different and some children do go through phases of not eating or not eating much. Uh, so the the eating can I mean there are some messages that we can give our children that this is this is our family time for eating dinner time is now here's dinner and you know now's the time uh, so if if a child at that point you know isn't eating you can just um, ignore it uh, you, you you might put a few little pieces in a separate little dish and maybe that might be a little bit more achievable or you might get some traction there. But not eating, uh, there might be something else underlying it too. We should say that. What if they don't eat dinner for a week? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm assuming they're eating other food. We know that kids will, they might refuse dinner, but they might eat breakfast and they have fruit and all that through the day. Is it, I mean, I'm, I don't know if this is a punishment. It sounds like a punishment to me to say, well, if you don't eat your dinner, that's it. So what if they sit there and they say, I don't like this, I want pasta. And that happens every night. Um, at some point, how do you guide them to understand that actually we can't just cook you what pasta every night? Well, for children who are really selective about what they eat, uh, we, you know, parents can and may need to cater to a very narrow um, food selection for a period of time. In terms of uh, kids not liking foods, especially young children, we, you know, we know from the research that we might actually have to offer kids a new food up to 15 times before they'll even taste it. So um, gentle perseverance can often help in that situation. Let's do one that's probably a little bit easier in terms of discipline. What about a two-year-old that keeps biting? Ah, biting. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this was one of our most popular downloads last year. Um, Look, again, we, you know, grown-ups, parents need to be really consistent and um, and discourage behaviours like that because what what might be happening there or what usually is happening there is that, you know, children use what is at their disposal to test uh, the boundaries of what's acceptable and what's not. And biting's not socially acceptable, as we know. So we, you know, it, we do need to be firm around... Um, you know, just saying no, no, no. Because um, would a two-year-old, you, you can't, I can't imagine my son who's almost two, I wouldn't put him in time out because he just wouldn't understand what that meant. That's right. I mean, at age two, they, uh, you know, they kids aren't making the links necessarily between the the undesirable behaviour and the punishment. So we just need to be very clear, very simple messages, that's not okay, we don't do that, um, and really just t- uh, maintain the line there. And um, With language, I'm just curious with that as well, when they're that young and you say no very firmly, what happens if someone thinks, okay, well, they're not paying attention to me, I'm going to make my voice a bit angrier. 
when I say make my voice a bit angrier, it's possible that they'll already be angry <laughs> if there's a toddler that's bitten them. Um, what kind of impact does that have on children of that age? Uh, sometimes that scares people. It might have an effect, uh, but you know that that might also come from where the parent is as well. Uh, so, getting angry doesn't always um, produce the outcome that you're looking for. Um, you know, it's a, it's not that different to when a, a little baby might be pulling your hair or pulling your earring or something like that. And a simple no, no, you know, even young babies do, they do t- comprehend that and they do take that in. And you want your children to respond to you when you ask them not to do something, not only when you're really angry, but also when you're just simply saying, please don't do that. Yeah, that's right. And and if we, um, you know, go back to that idea of using positive reinforcement when children do something well and praising them, then it's not all about saying no, no, no. There's some balance. We're giving positive messages as well. Because otherwise you can feel like you're saying no all day. That's right. Okay, what about, um, let's say it's an older child, let's say they're between five or six, and when they get cranky, and have a tantrum or something, they throw things. When they're angry, they throw things. What would be um, an appropriate way to respond to that? Uh, you, you might want to say something like, that is not okay. We do not throw things in our family. You know, there's what, why are you doing that? So I think trying to understand what's behind that sort of behaviour um, is important. And um, so I think just that firm, this is not okay, going back to some of the basic principles about um, discipline and punishment, we don't do that in this family. What are your feelings at the moment? Why are you upset? And try to unpack that and find solutions that, um, that might be helpful to a child. If they keep throwing things at that age, five to six, is that when you say... Okay, if you throw another toy, another whatever, you're going to go into timeout. Are you going to go into your bedroom? Definitely. A, a, a child of the age of five or six definitely understands the negative con- consequences of behaviour. So it's important to respond to it. And what's your take on um, time in? You know how they say, some people say, when you do timeout, stay with your child. Or do you leave them? I mean, what's your opinion on that kind of uh, we know from the evidence that time out can be useful, uh, but it needs to be appropriate and um, it too needs to have some boundaries as well. So what's helpful is to be clear on the, the length of time of time out. So five minutes m- might be all it takes and, and, you know, parents can say, okay, um, I want you to go into your bedroom for five minutes or you know, for 10 minutes or whatever it might be, I will be here uh, because we don't want to alarm children and use fear as a scare tactic. They need to feel safe even when they are being disciplined. So um, so making idle threats um, isn't really helpful. Something that um, kids can understand according to their age. So uh, you know, I want you to go into your room until dinner time or until, um, you know, mum or dad gets home from school so that there's, they understand when the punishment is going to finish. 
I could talk about discipline all day, but we will have to wrap up. Julie, thank you so much for your time today. Very much my pleasure. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.